I've been ghosted like I like wholeheartedly but I was I was very sad I was very depressed I told my mom like it's over I'm about to just sell my house move to Atlanta and get surgery and be one of these party big booty girls out here because love isn't real yeah yeah yeah. it's amazing how we allow other people yeah determine um if we're worthy or not, or even if love exists, like it, it does, especially because you and I, we believe in God and whatever, and God is love, like, right. Um, and, but we allow other people to determine that for us. And this is episode 20. Do good men actually slide into your DMs? Well, according to Shanice, this is the conversation we're about to have because yes, her fiance did, but it's on the back of a story that she explains about being ghosted after she drove two hours to meet up with the guy who never showed. And she hasn't heard from him since. Ooh, the details of that story. They are going to help you gauge if a man is playing you or not. The red flags she passed up. Let me tell you this. Stop giving men the benefit of the doubt. Listen to your gut. Stop looking for evidence. Because honestly, why don't you believe you? You're going to hear how Shanice should have believed her, should have believed her gut. So as always, I hope you have a notepad, your notes app open on your phone. I want you to take notes, okay? Uh, Shanice, all of her information, if you want to find her on Instagram and YouTube, it is in the show notes. And you know, I want you to like, rate, subscribe. I want to know if you listen and what were your takeaways please share with me on Instagram. I am on Instagram at just me, Rika. That's R-E-K-A. And of course, my Instagram name will be in the show notes. So welcome to episode 20. Do good men actually slide into DMs with Shanice? And here's a hint. Her fiance did. So let's get into the episode. So on my screen right now is my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, she's not 12, but I am going to say baby cousin. <laughs> she's actually a very grown woman. I just remember when she was born, which is why I can say baby cousin. Um, she is a YouTube influencer and Instagram. And on YouTube and Instagram, her name is XOXO Shanice, where she talks all about makeup and everything bougie. I really love the videos about them Louis Vuitton bags. Let me find out. <laughs> um, she is nicknamed your bougie homegirl, but I know her as Miss Shanice Marie. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes. <laughs> as soon as I saw your post about your fiance, your now fiance, and I got to reading the story because I never knew how you had met him. Mm-hmm. And I got to reading the story and I was like, oh my God, we got to talk about this. We yeah. have to talk about this. <laughs> um, and plus I've seen your evolution to being single for five years and we're going to get into all of that. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for wanting to talk about your single season. Um, I appreciate you. Um, so let's jump into it. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Angela Tanya. <laughs> I'm like, hey, auntie. Right. Hey. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about before Jacory, because right now you are engaged. Um, yeah. Your wedding is on June the 9th. You better show that ring. Show it again. Show it again. 
<laughs> um, your wait on date is June 19th this year of this year. And I'm really excited, especially because I'm going to be turning up because that's my birthday week as well. But um, mm -hmm. before you met him, mm -hmm. um, you were a single woman. Mm -hmm. And I know that you were single for five years. Oh, I was. Yeah. So I want to ask you, mm -hmm. while you were single, what did you do in that season? And was it on purpose? What was your single season like? Okay. So my single season was coming out of college and just full transparency. Like I was the girl that was like, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to meet my college sweetheart. He's going to propose at graduation. We're going to get married. Like that was me. So my single season was a bit of a roller coaster, I would say, but it was enjoyable. Um, it was intentional. And I would say um, about halfway through towards the end, I would say it really turned into like a season of preparation for me. And I really started to appreciate and enjoy the single season and traveling and accomplishing things and buying my house, like just getting the satisfaction of being like, I can do all this while I'm single. I don't have to have a man to be free and live. So it was a roller coaster though. I'll be honest and say like, of course, you know, if you think that you're going to be married by the time you're 24 <laughs> and you're like 26 and not married, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, it's kind of weird. But I think I, I rode the waves and um, I learned to make the best of it. And I'll be honest and say, I think a lot of people like look up to me like, oh, your single season was just great. And uh, you're just so strong and empowering. And like, yeah, but you weren't there the night that like I called my mom in the middle of the night crying. Like, so like just being honest. So yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to get into that because where do you think you got the idea that you needed to be married by 24? Where, where did that come from? I don't know. And it's, I don't recommend, like, I definitely don't recommend. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, um, I don't know. I think it's just like society and like, I'm 100%. Like I've been the bougie homegirl my whole life. I've been the girly girl. I've been the princess, you know? So I think it's just, it just came with that. And you just kind of like think that it goes like, you're going to be married. This is just, this is what you aspire to do. And, um, you know, of course going to college, you know, you have a degree now it's like okay I'm, i want to have, be a degree and you learn that there are more there's more to life and god has more for you outside of like relationship <laughs> so um but i just think it was society i think it's just societal norms yeah well we did so last week i had pastor um, marlando jordan on and mm -hmm. we did talk about that because i was um you know that it was titled um what i wish the church taught single women mm -hmm. and we talked about the pressures not only from the church people but also society and he felt um, cause he wasn't married till he was 26. So he mm -hmm. felt the pressure as well, which I, I, sometimes I don't realize guys, I guess, feel the pressure too. Yeah. So do you feel like, and did you get asked a lot? So where's your husband? Are you dating? Oh my gosh. That's like the number one question. I think my whole, like, even to this day, like if people don't know I'm engaged, they'll be like, so you're not married yet. Or like, I'll run into somebody that I used to work with, or I used to go to church with you're not married yet like what's going on and it's like y'all I'm 28 <laughs> like I just turned 28 you know you don't I don't understand what the rush is 
and also to have children like I'm like I'll think about it when I'm 30 like don't I don't even want to think about it until then you know okay so I, did, I didn't I, I didn't I didn't know that as well because you know that's coming as soon yeah as oh, oh, exactly. they're gonna be like where the twins at where the triplets where is <laughs> this where's that like you yeah. and that kind that stuff those questions uh that's what we talked about last week as well that puts um outside pressure on you and internal pressure because um, and I'll and I'll see if you felt this way. When people are asking you that, do you feel like you're behind? You're late. Something's wrong with me now. I feel like there was an implication that I was late and behind. And I feel like there was also an implication, like, well, you're like Shanice, so you should. So like what's really wrong with you? So something is really like, so what's really wrong with you then? Like if you have all these other things going for you, but you don't have a man. So what's the real issue? You know? And it's like. I, can I not enjoy my twenties? Like I, can I not want to wake up tomorrow and go catch a plane and fly to, you know, you know what I mean? Like, can I not want to have these experiences? So I think it was definitely implied that yeah. something was wrong or that like I was behind. And do you catch yourself? Because I know um, I do now, because I, I used to fall for that too. And I used to ask women those questions. I don't think so much, um, but now I'm very intentional with the questions that I ask women. It is never about a man. Um, yeah. it's always about, so who are you? What do you want to be? What do you, know, mm -hmm. are you okay? How's your walk with God going? How's your celibate season? And you know, all yeah. of that. Do you find yourself, um, changing the way you talk to women and what questions you're asking them? Oh yeah. And I definitely, I, I feel like I challenge women my age and younger and I'm always like, oh, so like, I'm just asking different questions, putting different thoughts in their mind. Like, um, I met a young lady that she's like, yeah, you know, I eventually want to buy a house, but right now, and I was like, oh, well, why don't you? And um, she's like, well, I just think that's something that you have to do with the husband. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, you know, I bought my first house when I was 24, like no husband anywhere in sight. And she's like, really? And I just feel like I like to ask more, like your life should be about you and what you want to do and what you want to accomplish. There's so much, like you are not a queen when you find a king, you're a queen, you were born a queen, like without a king so like I always try to ask women questions to make them think think of themselves like that think of themselves as head of the household or as you know whatever it is that's how I try to interact with women and make them realize that they don't have to have someone to be all these other things there's nothing wrong with having someone but it's not a requirement right and and you know I, I try to I try to in my messaging not that I really care what people are thinking, but I do want women to know that I am not somebody who hates men. I'm not about you wanting to be married is the worst thing you could do. The day you get married, that's stupid. No, no, no. My whole platform is about you feeling like you need to be married to feel whole. We, mm -hmm. Where did you get that from? Right, <laughs> we, right. We erase that. We, we, right. That's not even, especially for my Christian women, that's not even biblical. At all. And, and again, if, if you're watching and Auntie Latanya said, there is no rush and I love you right. both. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but that's not even bi uh, biblical. And if you go back and watch um, the conversation that I had with Pastor Marlando Jordan, if anybody watching, you missed it. We talked about that. We pulled out scriptures where Paul was talking about um, how being single can sometimes be better for you. And this is what you need to do in your single season. Right. So let's get back to, okay, your five-year <laughs> singleness. Yes. You said that you would call your mom sometimes crying. What would you say? Why were you crying, Shanice? What was going on in those moments? 
Because, you know, I'll be fully transparent. Um, I was celibate for a very long time. <laughs> and I think we sometimes glorify purity culture. So like I was going through like, okay, but I'm celibate. And like, Jesus told me to do this. And then my husband will come. And then you meet the men in the real world. They're like, oh, wait, hold up. Oh, cool and everything. Oh, you ain't never gonna find a man. Who right. This ain't never gonna happen, girl. You better test drive the car before right. all, all these things. Yeah. Right. So, mm -hmm. so, like, I feel like a lot of those conversations with me being like, "Mom, what's like, well, really, what's wrong with me?" Because I feel like I'm doing everything right. Like, I don't ask men for money. Like, I'm very ladylike. I like to go out and have fun. I don't like for men to pay on the first date. Like, I just try to, you know, I don't want. I don't, I tried to, I was trying to, um, be, be a great single person. <laughs> and I feel like I would meet a lot of great guys and I would have a lot of great conversations. And I feel like I would have amazing nights and mom, it was just great. And we did this and we did that. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm actually really not feeling you like that. Or, you know, I don't think that that's something that I can do talking about celibacy, or I think, you know, I just kind of, was hoping, you know, that you would be willing to, you know, kind of step it back. And it's like, you know, so those were the conversations I would have, like, mom, what's wrong with me? Like something yeah. it has to be, something yeah. has to be wrong with me. Yeah. Cause yeah. you felt like I'm doing all of these things mm -hmm. and this is what the church told me to do, mm -hmm. but he's not here yet. And these real men in this real world don't want this. So now I feel unworthy because nobody picked me. Right. Because, yeah yeah right and it's yeah. like even like great guys <laughs> like I'm not the type of girl that's gonna be like every all my everybody I talked to you know he just wasn't no like there have been some like really great guys like really great guys really kind guys and you think like okay mom this is the one you know and then it's not <laughs> and so like that's hurtful like there's a lot of rejection that comes with dating and especially if you're going to be celibate um there's a and you want to do things a certain way you know I didn't let guys come up to my house you know just different things like that you know there's a lot of rejection around those things because they're not it's not normal it's yeah. just not normal yeah yeah so there's a couple of things that I'm like my neurons are firing in my brain <laughs> okay. um so okay um where do I want to go all right so first I do want to point out the fact that at 20 for you bought your house, right? Yes. Okay. So these are the things that Pastor Marlando and I were talking about, the things that I walk my clients through, purpose mm -hmm. before marriage. That's my, right. little, my little saying now, my little toolbox, because mm -hmm. you do have to begin to start living your life regardless mm -hmm. of what happens. Yep. Um, I say this a lot too. Your single season is not a season to endure. Oh, I just got to get through this until I get right. through you know? right and we feel that like there's like this mm -hmm. panic that sets in once you hit 25 or for some people is younger mm -hmm. once you're out of college and you you know didn't have the man you get into this panic mode mm -hmm. like i'm not getting the goal in life right so there's this this panic mode and so i always say your single season is not a season to endure it mm -hmm. is a life and a life worth living so yeah. i wanted to put a pin in that for anybody who's watching who is still in that season of like why is he not coming? Why is he not coming? Why is he not coming? I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And now I want to go back to the fact that you, you have rules around it. Like guys can't yeah. come to my house. 
Yeah. And even though that they were good guys, you still didn't give up your celibacy for that good guy. Right. Because it was, so actually, I'm not even gonna put words in your mouth. I'm gonna ask you, why do you feel you did that? And what other rules did you have around that? Oh my gosh, so that's like a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a whole another podcast. Yeah, I love it. Just give us a little bit. Oh, I love it. So deep, yeah. If I'm being like, I'm okay. So God told me that this next season is going to be about transparency to help other people. So I was not like the perfect celibate person. I'm just gonna, I'm not going to lie. Like a little kissy kissy, a little, you know, a little stuff, stuff happened. Okay. I'm just being honest. Well, for, for, first of all, I just want to pause you right there. Yes. I love that. And one of our older cousins, she taught uh, how, how to, what the waiting is like in yeah. my single you academy. And when I tell you, she said the same thing and she was very honest. And yeah. I love that. I, I don't like people who make it seem easy. Now, are there some people who made it? I'm sure. Yeah. But I don't like people who make it seem easy and they know that they're lying. You're lying. You're lying. You, you, you did, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I love that. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. So it's, it it was, um, it was a choice that I initially made out of obedience. I think that's going to be the umbrella of obedience. I think in difficult times, it was like, I felt a little bit guilty. Like when you are on those, those like teetering and tottering and maybe the teeter goes to like, you you feel a little bit guilty. So it's like, Lord, you know, like, it's just it's a it's a struggle like we're in flesh like we're human so I I just want to be like honest about it but I honestly wanted to find somebody that liked me for me like I wanted to find somebody that loved me for me um and I I put rules (laughs) or boundaries up because my mother always saw me that it's important to um to set those boundaries that a man should have respect and whatever it may be you know um and I just wanted to have my pride. Like, okay, if he's going to walk away, he's not walking away because I, he found out I was out here with all the tomboys. He's not walking away. You know what I'm saying? He's walking away because I, I was me. And it me was not right for him. And that's okay. Yep. So I think, you know, definitely <laughs> as far as celibacy is concerned, it's always the right choice. But I think search make sure it's what you want to do one don't get caught up in purity culture because i'm anti-purity culture me too yep. but um make sure you're, it's not, you you're not more righteous you're not more godly right god doesn't love you more than me because you decided to wait like that's we we're not doing that right uh, and, and that's <laughs> that's a point that i had to get to mm-hmm. i walk with sex and all of that and so you know i'm celibate as well but i had to get to like why am i doing this it's not because my mom right. or my cousins right. did it I need to figure out why I'm going to do it. So Mm -hmm. once you figure out your why, and I'm actually reading a book called, um, oh gosh, where did I put it? I wish I had it at at arm's reach, but, and I'll put it in the comments because I probably am not going to say it right, but it's like sex, Jesus, and what the church forgot to tell us about it or something like that. And Mm -hmm. she talks about that, her fall. And it was the same thing. Like she didn't know to ask questions that people just thought you would just do it because the church told you to do it. But yeah. if you don't find your why, yeah, you not is you you gonna fall. You gonna fall. So and also, I'm sorry. Random side note. <laughs> random side note. And again, full transparency. Like okay, first so 
for anyone wondering, like, I'm not a virgin. I was celibate. I'm not a virgin. But like now, undoing a lot of the stuff that I was taught and like trying to embrace, like figure out how to be sexy and it's okay. Like you don't have to, like as I'm going into marriage, that's a journey too that no one talks about with celibacy. So yeah. I think we are going to have to have another. (laughs) I feel like we've had this conversation before and you did say, that's sparking a memory in my mind where you did say you wanted to talk to me about that. Because about the, again, so being a Christian, right? Like being Mm -hmm. sexy is like the worst thing you can be on God's Mm -hmm. dream in that purity culture. Mm -hmm. So then when you do get married, Mm -hmm. now I have all this guilt. (laughs) How do I I can't just switch it off. I can't yeah. just, how do you do that? And it's, it's so funny. Shout out to my friends, uh, Cameo and Carla. We had a bit of that, like a, a, just scratching the surface of this conversation. But I said, I know that I'm going, if I ever get married, I am going to have to have counseling around sex. We had, to- had it in my premarital counseling. Like what was one of your biggest fears? Um, not being sexy enough, learning how, you know, him cheating, going out, but even though he won't, but you know what I mean? Like those are the things that play in your mind because like, you know, you got grade A, B, C, and D freaks out here. And I don't know. Anyway, another top, another podcast. Hey, exactly. another podcast. <laughs> Never experienced, don't know what to do. So confused. Don't know. Like, yeah, man, that, that, that guilty. And that's what I put on. Uh, and this is why I wanted to talk to you because we are both like pushing against that righteousness. Right. Pick, you figure out your why. Right. Okay? Um, and then, yeah, after it's definitely going to be how, how to turn the switch off from feeling guilty and how to do it and how to like, <laughs> I got so many questions, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, but thank you for bringing that up. Um, all right. So, um, I think we were going into some more of your rules that you had. So you didn't let them come over to your house. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't let them come over, um, for the most part, cause this is about honesty no one said the night uh stay overnight for the most part um let's see I didn't like for people to come pick me up at my house I thought that was a little weird you know I would like to go meet you there especially the first few times because I'm like mm, no let's let's meet there and see because when I'm ready to go I'm ready to go um first date I typically go into it wanting to pay because I don't want a man to feel like I am obligated to anything else, which most guys, decent men, sorry, won't let you pay. But like, I'm okay. I want you to know that I'm okay with covering my meal. My dad told me never to pay for a man's meal, but I am okay covering my meal. Like what I'm ordering is what I can pay for. (laughs) Um, But I mean, it was just... (sighs) never never settling either like my friends used to call me the cutoff queen because if you were you know what i'm saying doing giving me something too much i'm sorry and and how did you know because that is what i find um a lot of women have a hard time doing Mm -hmm. cutting men off well Mm -hmm. he's good in this area but even though he smokes weed all the time or even though he's not good at communicating, he has a good job. Like they settle for the scraps, right? Right. Um, so how did you know? What was the red flag? What was your formula if you had one to, for you to go, yep, he ain't for me. <laughs> I'm done. I would say, <laughs> oh, 
what was the red flags? I wish my friends are here because they'll be like, da, 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 da. Right, right, right. but I would say it would just one non like inconsistency. Who has time for it? Grown, grown bills. Okay. Grown job. Have no time for inconsistency. Um, definitely. If I just was getting weird vibes, I don't know how to explain it, cousin, but if I was just getting weird vibes, it would just be like, okay, I'm done. Or or if I felt pressured, because I think a lot of guys also were like, oh, you, you go to church, you got your own job, you got your own house, you do this, you do this, this. So it's like, okay, I need her as my trophy. Um, yeah. And if I got those vibes, yeah, it was also done for me. Um, just anything. If I felt like you were being dishonest about something, like, yeah. okay why why you do you need to lie to me you know you have no obligation to me so you don't need to lie to me just different things I think red flags it's so it's so tricky because a red flag in one situation I don't know it's it's just but I was just keen to them yeah for sure. yeah well and I think um during your your season the five mm-hmm. years were you able to figure out what what it was you wanted and who you were and so, so then when you know those two things, who you are, what you want, mm-hmm. then you then it's easier to cut off the ones that aren't for you. Like if I know I like pepperoni pizza and I yeah. know I hate mushrooms, I'm not going to eat the pizza. You, right. You could be like, well, it's the only thing I had. And I'm going to be like, well, I guess I'll just wait or not eat, you know? Right. Like, and that's the thing. That's why I'm like pro dating. Yeah. And because you have to know what you do and do not like. Like, I was able when I met Jacory to be like, okay, I like all this stuff because I knew what I didn't like. Like, if you could go, this might sound however you feel, but if you could go like a whole day and not talk to me, then I, I knew I didn't like that. I didn't like feeling like that. And my mom would constantly ask me, like, well, why do you want to be with someone who makes you feel like this? Like, you are upset right now. You're crying you're mad or whatever the case may be. Why do you want to be with someone who makes you feel like that? And I think over the years, if I just didn't like the feeling, if you're, you know, if I ha- if I'm getting upset, like we're not together and we're having relationship problems. Why do I have to feel like this? You know what I mean? And, and you don't, and you don't have to settle for these awkward situations. And I know, like, I hate to be the friend now, like your bougie homegirl now. That's like, because of Ja'Cory, but like, for real, like, there's never been a time where I've been like, uh, never, not one time, because yeah. I know what I like, what I want, and he's just a respectable person, and he knows what he has, and we respect each other, and so we've never had times when it's like, I'm not feeling like, when we first started, <laughs> whatever, DMing, like, we've been DMing ever since, we've been texting ever since, we've talked every day yeah. since our first phone conversation, yeah. because- you know so it's just like if you feel like there's something that you don't like why are we even and I I I feel mean sometimes because I'd be like looking at my friends like so why are we having this conversation because you just sat here and told me for 30 minutes all the stuff that he did that you don't like that's me too I I I tell my clients 100% the truth and I tell them about themselves like I love what you just said and I'm probably going to get it wrong and I know that this is going to be a snippet that I cut out of this conversation because how are we having relationship problems and we're just dating? Like, yeah, I just, we're like, not even together. Why, it, it, and also, I think, well, let me see what you think about this. I think what I have found in my studies and all the clients that I've worked with and, and mm-hmm. even myself, mm-hmm. 
you stay and you deal with that because you think that's normal. Right. And it's not, it's not normal. Yeah. And that's why, like I said the other day on uh, Clubhouse, mm-hmm. like toxicity and negativity is not, it's not normal. Like people tell you like, oh, just wait, just wait until he gets a little upset. Just wait until the problems come. Like that is not nor like that's not normal. Issues like that aren't normal. Like him texting other women and you guys are clearly in an exclusive relationship. That's not normal. Yeah. Like, you know, him ignoring you all day and then sending you a few texts in the evening. Like that's not normal. Or him stopping communication with you at like seven o'clock at night and you don't hear from him until the next morning. Like, girl, he's married. Like these things are not normal. But we... Um, and I, I think Dr. Field taught me this, um, but it's a, um, so a lot of us don't know about psychology and, and human nature, right? Yeah. But humans, especially women, mm-hmm. we see the good in everybody. Right. So then we just kind of black out the fact that, oh, wait, I haven't talked to him for two days. Maybe he is married because we go, who does that? Right. People do that. Right. <laughs> people do that. We yes. have to get it through our mind that yes. people will disrespect us if we allow them to. If you allow them to, yes. And respect, and you said this earlier, and, um, oh gosh, why am I forgetting her name now? <laughs> um, uh, anyway, her, her lyric, and it's gonna come, her name's gonna come to me. Oh my gosh, Lauren Hill, there we go. Lauren, Lauren Hill, Hill okay. says, respect is just the minimum. The minimum, the bare minimum. Period. Period. So, we're going to see if he respects me and then maybe I'll continue this relationship. So first it's the respect. And so you have to lay that foundation because you teach people how to treat you. Right. And once you put your standards up, the guys who are like, oh, I don't want to deal with all that. They're going to leave. Right. But the problem is, and, and you were talking about this earlier, how you felt when guys would reject you, we cannot deal with rejection very well. Mm-hmm. We don't deal with rejection very well and loneliness very well. Right. So we tend to then put up with a lot of stuff right. because I don't want to be alone. And that's the guy who likes me, even though he doesn't respect me, but the other guys didn't like me. So let me be with this guy. Right. Yeah. Girl, my cousin dropping gems. Um, my uh, aunt Latanya said legitimate, healthy pursuit. And I think that she made that comment after you said you like to talk to him every day you don't want him to ghost you mm-hmm. yeah i believe that there is a part a, a, a moment there is a bucket where it can get stalkerish <laughs> yeah no, no 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 there's a difference between healthy like if he knows you work like don't be texting me like don't be expecting me to respond to you when you yeah. know i have a nine-to-five job like yeah. you know yeah yeah that and so th- there's a tip right there so if you're watching this one tip in the dating process if somebody texts you, he texts you and you don't respond within two hours because you're at work, because you have a job and he sends you a question mark. He says, hello, manipulation. You, you said what? Manipulation. <laughs> exactly. If he is getting an attitude and does not have the patience for you to text him back in a timely manner when you can at your earliest convenience, then that's a red flag. We need to leave him at the door. I don't do that. I don't do hello. I don't do, I don't do any of that. You will get a response when Rika Janelle Robinson is free to give a response. So, and I'm sorry, I know we gotta move on, but (laughs) nope, that's okay. Go ahead. Like, I remember I would like, we would be texting Jacori and I, 
and then something would happen. I can't text him right back. And then I would be, you know, calling him or texting. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, it's just been so busy at work. I've been so slammed. I've had client after client, like, yeah, my day's going good. Thank you for texting me. And he would be like, I knew you were at work. It's, it's okay. Yeah. There we go. And, and then you realize like, it's not normal <laughs> for someone to expect for you to just be at their beck and call. Like that's not normal behavior. That's manipulative. And like, that's not normal behavior for the woman as well, because I feel like a lot right. of women do that. Right. My friends will do the same. Like if they don't text me back within three hours or something, they'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was, da, da, da. I said, girl, don't say sorry. I knew you would text me back. Like, okay. And you do that to me too, because I'm a terrible texter. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, like, I don't care. Like, whenever you text me back is when you text me back. You know what I mean? Like, unless it's, you know, obviously if we were working on a project or something, I needed to, to get the answer in the 10 minutes, you know, and stuff like that. But yeah, like, I'm never the person um, who makes someone feel like they have to text me back within five minutes. So I don't let my clients do it. And I definitely will not be dating a man who is like that. Right. So I do want to get to, because this, this, um, uh, episode title is do good men actually slide into dms okay yeah, yeah. from ghosting to yeah. now almost happily ever after and no jacory was not the one who ghosted you no, so wasn't. let's get into that conversation um tell us that story because i don't even want it, it's <laughs> it's a story and I'll, i just want to set you up girl okay. talk about this guy who ended up ghosting you in atlanta sure so this guy I really just want to say his name because that's like how off of it I am. But, you know, being tact and, you know, tasteful and a Christian woman. Okay, so we'll just call him DJ. So DJ, it's so funny because his initials are opposite. I said it. So DJ um, was dating, like courting me. Like he lived in Atlanta. I live in Birmingham. And for about a good three months, he was like coming in town every weekend. And I remember there was like a weekend when um, we didn't make plans to like hang out for him to come in town. And I was like, well, I don't want to bother him. Like this just goes to show you how like dating we were. Like, this is not me being crazy. And it was like Sunday morning and we didn't have, it was, we had that Monday off because he also worked at a bank and we would have had that Monday off. And I just was calling, talking to him on the phone. I was like, you know, I really wish, you know, we could have seen each other. And he was like, oh, you want to see me? And I was like, yeah. And he like dropped everything right then, packed a bag, got a room and came to Birmingham so we could go to dinner. So I was like, oh my gosh, like this might be the one, you know, he's putting the mile on the car. Mind you, I just want to, for people who don't know how far Atlanta and Birmingham is, isn't it just two hours or how long is that trip? Two and a half hours. Okay. Yeah, so in that moment, because I know where you're going. Yeah. And this is where I was with my little $10,000 boyfriend too. So when, when he, was, <laughs> he does something like that. And we have heard our whole life growing up when a yeah. man likes you, he's going to watch his actions. He's going to right. right. So if he drops everything to, to, to come see you, you're thinking that's dope. That's dope. Right. Yeah. Is that like, okay. All right. I felt so special. Cause I was like, you know, what guy is going to be like, I dated, I went on a date with a guy that was like, oh, you live in the city, which is like 40 minutes, 30 minutes outside of Birmingham, like downtown Birmingham. And he was like, I'm not going to be driving 45 minutes to come see you. And I was like, so like to go from that to somebody being like, 
yeah, like drop. So I'm like, okay, cool. And don't worry, we're gonna bring this right back around. But go ahead, yep. So right. what happened? Mm-hmm. Right, okay. So I'm like, okay, this is great. Um, when he's here, um, we would like go out, like brunch, go our separate ways, dinner, go our separate ways, go out to like a bar, go our separate ways. Like we would be hanging out like all the time. Um, he had friends here. Some of his friends go to my church, your homeboy's trash. But um, so just was a lot of different things. So I was like, okay, this is like, this was great. And he was very consistent. Even my best friend at the time who was a guy, he was like, I really like the fact that he's so consistent. Like if nothing else, I can respect a man that's consistent. And there would be like dates where I would ask friends to attend and he would be like, okay with that. Like, do I need to cover their meal? You know, it was, it was good. So I'm just going to skip over some of the other details. We're just going to get to the part that everybody wants to know about. So this particular year, there was a big event called the Super Bowl and the Seattle Seahawks and the New England Patriots. So, you know, Seattle Seahawks is the home team. Of course. Yeah, all day. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the New England Patriots was my, is is my team. So I was like, oh, this is like the ultimate like game. So I was like, um, either way, and it was in Atlanta. So like, either way, I'm gonna be in Atlanta. Like I got to get together. And he was like, yeah, you know, we should do stuff together. Like, why don't we just make it a weekend like and we can just do it together and you know say at my condo like it'll be fine because there's not gonna be anywhere to stay in Atlanta and it'll be great and I'm like okay cool so he's like talking about all these day parties he's like yeah my boss got me some um box tickets for the game um so yeah we can definitely go to the game and be in the box and I'm like oh my god we're gonna go to the Super Bowl like Bruce like yes and I'm like okay cool they party with XL celebrity, this football player, blah, 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 which I'll be transparent, like high dollar, high ticket events like that is normal for me. So, you know, for him to just volunteer, like that's fine, but it's normal for me to be in those type of settings when I was single, especially. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm not having to plan anything. I'm not trying to call any of my connects. Like he's making all the stuff. So I remember like, three weeks before the game maybe maybe two weeks before the game we were like at brunch it was in Birmingham and I was like hey like I just want to be sure that you know when you're making all these plans like I'm included or is it just like you and your homeboys because if it is just you and your homeboys like that's totally fine like I have plenty of people I know in Atlanta like I'm not trying to be the girl that's like you know all over you on Super Bowl weekend like that's totally fine and he was like no like it's us. And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, no, I'm positive. Like, don't ask me that again. Like, it's really us. I'm like, okay, you know, cool. So then stuff started getting weird. So he calls me like the next week. No, maybe later on that week. Like we're maybe, we're a short amount of time out from the Super Bowl. And he was like, hey, I've decided that I'm going to put my condo on Airbnb. So um, we're not going to be able to stay at my condo. I'm going to put it on Airbnb. I'm going to call my homeboy and his wife. And I'm sure like every, all my other friends are going to stay there. So I'm probably just going to stay there too. And I'm like, okay, well, you're going to stay there. Like, but am I going to be able to stay there? He's like, if I have a place to stay, you have a place to stay. Like verbatim those words. And it's going to come in, into play later. 
but verbatim those words like if I have a place to stay you have a place to stay don't worry and I'm like okay again not worrying like we have a little you know a little bit of history at this point so I'm like okay I'm not gonna work so then I don't know stuff just just kept getting weird like I'd be like hey um, do I need to send you my email for like such and such day party so I can get the ticket or is it going to be like you know is it under your name it's kind of like blowing stuff off blowing stuff off and I'm like mm, okay so it's the week of the Super Bowl the week of the Super Bowl there's nowhere to stay in Atlanta unless you're going to pay three thousand dollars right for a hotel room there's right. nowhere to stay no and so, trust me and I know because I've been in two cities during <laughs> Super Bowls. I lived in Indianapolis during the Super Bowl. Um, and I'm trying to think what other city was I in, but yes, it gets nuts yes. uh, during Super Bowl. So if you've never been, um, by the way, your friend Jalisa, she goes, looking good, Shanice. Uh, oh, thank you. Hi, Jalisa. Hashtag your bougie homegirl. Yep, that's her. Um, yeah, so if you've never been to a city during a Super Bowl yes. or some type of event like that, it gets bunnant. My house, so say the Super Bowl was in the Tri-Cities never happened. However, <laughs> my house, this low one uh, thousand square feet house would be $3,000 a night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like so, a well, night. Mm -hmm. Like nowhere to say. So I'm like, okay, you know, we haven't really solidified plans. And I'm asking him, this is like, I was going to leave on Friday. No, I was leaving Saturday. So this is like Thursday. And remember up to this point in my head, if I have somewhere to say, you have somewhere to say, don't worry. So like Thursday around phone, I'm like, Hey, and he's like, yeah, I'm getting ready to go out, you know, party start. I'm like, okay, you know, have fun. I'm never the girl that's like, you need to stay home. Jacory doesn't go out, but I'm just like, okay, yeah, go out, have fun. So I was like, Hey, um, did you ever like figure out if your friend was okay with me like staying with you at their house and he was like oh nah like nah I mean they they never he never really got back to me and I'm not about to you know just keep asking him and I'm like oh well, like you know he's like yeah well they don't really know you and I'm like like I'm kind of like your girl so you know like I'm like okay well where am I supposed to say he was like I mean you know, at this point, I really don't know, but like, can't you call like some of your sorority sisters? And I'm like, I mean, I can, but like, you know, we kind of had like this understanding that like, if you had a place to stay, I had a place to stay. And he was like, yeah, I mean, you know, just take the night to figure it out and like, just let me know. And if you do find some place, like I'll put some on it. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay. So right then and there, I should have stayed my black self at home. Should have stayed. <laughs> but at home in the house but, yes go ahead mm -hmm. so I'm like okay like I'm not gonna freak out this is like late Thursday night like late so I have to go to work the next morning I'm like we sleep on it I'm like texting my sorority sisters like hey what are you doing everybody has plans it's Friday before the Super Bowl so everybody has plans and I'm like Super Bowl on Sunday for those that don't know so this is yeah. now Friday Super right. Bowl Sunday yeah so I'm like okay, let me just try to hit up some of my connections. So I call one of my homeboys who's like a really well-known social like person in Atlanta. And I'm like, hey, are all of your Airbnbs rented 
for Super Bowl. And he was like, yeah, big girl, like all of them. Like, I didn't know you needed a place. I was like, I didn't know I needed a place to stay either. And he was like, well, let me, um, let me holler at a few people. I'm gonna call you back. So he finds this guy who's a producer name, name nameless, who was going to be in LA recording with other nameless celebrities. And he was like, he'll let you get his condo for 125 a night. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, well, where is it? Because I don't want to be like, you know, away from everything. And he was like, um, it's an Atlantic station. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Like, yes, thank you. I'm like, sure. Like, here's my credit card. So like I paid for, for uh, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday and Sunday night. And he was like, yeah, don't worry. He's gonna let you do it for one twenty. Was one twenty five or two? I think it was two twenty five. Two twenty five a night. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, remember, DJ said he was gonna put something on it, so I'm like, okay, cool. Five. And that's a discount, right? If, if right, you discount thousand dollars a night. So you're like, okay, cool. I can pay this little five hundred dollars, whatever. Right. Gonna be good. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, okay, this is perfect. So I call him and I'm like, hey, like I got a condo. Like I'm so excited. And he was like, you got a condo. And I was like. Yeah, he was like, well, where did you find a condo? And I was like, I mean, I just called around and I got one. And he was like, oh, okay, I mean, cool. Like, yeah, I could definitely give you something on it when you could hear, but I gotta go. Like, he was like constantly like, okay, but I gotta go, but I gotta go. Like, we're about to go do this, I gotta go. I'm like, okay. So he goes out that night, Friday night, um, and he's out like all night and he doesn't call, he doesn't text and I'm like, okay it's like weird because it's not like him like he's the kind of guy that's like I'm out at the bar and I'm thinking about you the girl next to me got a margarita and it reminded me of you like he's that type of person <laughs> so like he'll like he didn't text me the whole time so I was like mm, this is weird this is not like him so that Saturday I had a sorority meeting that morning and I was gonna leave right from sorority meeting and get on the road and I remember calling him after sorority meeting and I was like, hey, and he was like, hey, and I was like, I'm just letting you know I'm getting on the road, like I'm on my way to Atlanta, like I'm going to send you the address of the condo, and I'll let you know when I'm like 30 minutes away, and he was like, all right, cool, just hit me when you get here. I drive all the way to Atlanta, meet my homeboy, get the keys to the condo, he was like, all right, and he was kind of like, he was like, you, you won't just stay here by yourself? And I was like, oh no, like my little boo is gonna come. And he was like, okay. And he was like, well, you want me to just leave here? Or, and I was like, yeah. And he was like, all right, well, I'm gonna be in the area. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so he was hosting like several parties that day. So I get there, I call DJ, no answer. Text DJ like, hey, I know you're probably out like a day party, but I just got to Atlanta reads the text message read receipts are on reads the text message does not reply so i'm like okay it's a little weird so now i'm like calling my homeboy back like okay you know what what day party you got going on like you know you're gonna let me get in he's like yeah come on so-and-so's gonna be there this football player this is it i'm like okay cool let me get cute and go call my story sister she was like hey like i don't have plans tonight so if you want to hang out we can i'm like yeah come over to the condo get ready here because i'm by myself and then we can go to the day party She's like, okay, cool. She comes over, get dressed. We go to the day party. Like, this is like six o'clock at this point. Like, and I had been in town since like maybe like one or two. Go out to the day party. We're there till like nine, 10 o'clock. No response. And text messages still left on red. 
So I'm like, okay, this is so weird. Like, I don't know what he's got going on, but you know, I'm out here and this is crazy. And I don't know if my friend's like, girl, don't worry about it. Just have a good time. So I'm like, no. at this moment though, at this moment, mm-hmm. this is what mm-hmm. I feel a lot of us do. Mm-hmm. At this moment, you're mm-hmm. probably giving him the benefit of the doubt in mm-hmm. your head over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's out at a day party, his phone died. Yeah. Or like, you know, when you're around a lot of people, like you don't get good service. You know, just like I'm thinking about all those things. So I'm like, this can't be like him just blatantly ignoring me, especially with the read receipts on. Like, you're not that bold, yeah. you know, just to do and, that. And that's, and that's ego. Like, all of us right. have an ego that. Right when we are getting rejected, right. we love to say, oh, we wouldn't do that to me. Right. Not Shanice, not the right. bougie, like, not your bougie we, girl. Yeah, there's, so we start giving the benefit of a doubt, the doubt to somebody who doesn't deserve it. And right. also your ego is telling you, he wouldn't do that to you. So somebody must've died, something happened right. <laughs> for him to be acting this way, yep. Um, and I right. just wanna thank everybody who's watching and we are going to get to the story of Ja'Cory as well, um, yeah. because I do wanna hear about that. Um, so please, please, um, share this video because it helps the Facebook algorithm. Um, and if you're listening on the podcast, when I post this on the podcast, please share this as well. We need to be hearing these stories. We need to be hearing how we act in relationships when we know we need to get out all of these red flags that you had two weeks before the Super Bowl, a week before the Super Bowl, but ego wouldn't let you let go. Um, okay. So, yep. So he never responds. It's the night It's Saturday night, you said, or Friday night. It's Saturday Saturday night. night. Saturday night and then what happens next morning so um I ended up leaving that day party going back to the condo chilling and I went out again and came back and it's like waffle house time so it's like two three o'clock from the morning you know So, (laughs) so I'm like there's no response no text no nothing so at this point it like sets in that like I'm being ignored. And I had texted him several times. I don't know. I think I didn't want to text him any more than like, oh, some, some stupid rule. Like I'm not texting him more than like four times or whatever. Stupid. But I'm like, he's literally like read all of them and not responded. So I'm like, okay, now it's like setting in. I tell my friend to like go home. And I'm like in this big old empty condo in somebody else's bed. That was weird. I don't really like Airbnbs, but somebody else's bed. And I'm like bawling my eyes out because I'm like feeling so stupid. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, but we're supposed to go to the game. He has tickets to the skybox. Like what's going on? You know, we have all these plans for this weekend. The next morning, like I wake up, still no response. And I like made the decision. I was like, okay, I'm going to go home. Like, I'm just going to check out and go home. I'm not going to stay another night. Like, I'm just going to go home. I call my homeboy, do all that, check out. I pack all my stuff and I like get in my car. And like, as soon as I get in my car and like turn it on, I just start like crying so hard. Like the hardest cry because I'm like, how did I end up in this situation? Like, and even at that point, I didn't realize the heck got ghosted. I'm like, okay, well, he's probably just trying to live his best life, but he's going to call me like, and I was telling you, like, even when I called my mom and I was telling her what's going on, because she's like, wait, baby, you leaving? Like, the game was, hasn't even, I'm like, I know. And I'm like telling her everything's going on. And I'm like, but I'm still going to forgive him, like, if he calls. But and she was kind of like, why would you forgive him? Like, why, why are you, yeah. you're crying? Like, why do you want to forgive someone that made you feel like this? 
same question she always asked. And um, it took like two days for me to realize that like this person is, I've been ghosted like I like wholeheartedly but I was I was very sad I was very depressed I told my mom like it's over I'm about to just sell my house move to Atlanta and get surgery and be one of these party big booty girls out here because love isn't real yeah yeah yeah. it's amazing how we allow other people yeah determine um if we're worthy or not, or even if love exists, like it, it does, especially because you and I, we believe in God and whatever, and God is love, like, right. Um, and, but we allow other people to determine that for us. And so right. I just want to say to this day on January uh, 19th, 2021, mm-hmm. he still has not. I have out. not heard a word from him. From the last conversation we had was call me when you get here. Not one word. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> So what happens is, mm-hmm. wait, so first of all, hold on, let me, let me take a couple steps. And this, everyone that's listening, Ja'Cory is tied into the story. Exactly. So we, we don't, we don't yeah. definitely get to that. And I knew we'd probably go over an hour because we definitely I'm sorry. Uh, no, 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 that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. okay. Um, I ain't got nowhere to go because I do want to get to your um, happily ever after. Yes. Um, but this guy, did you meet him uh, through your DMs as well? No, we met at my, one of my story sisters had like a birthday party at like a lounge and he was at the little lounge and he was like giving me the eyes and I went out to the food truck because I'd be hungry sometimes and he (laughs) followed me out there and that's how we like started talking. Like that's how I met him, I should say. Right. And you know, we exchanged numbers at that time. Okay. And then we're going to get to how Ja'Cory slid into your DMs and how now you guys, is it two years later? engaged yeah, um and so this is what happened mm-hmm. you passed up would you say that you passed up a lot of red flags yes mm-hmm. red flags i didn't even tell like him coming to town one time and losing his debit card mm-hmm. um just just diff- a lot of different red flags like the job never really added up um the condo in Atlanta. he has yeah, it never really added up. The condo in Atlanta never really added up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. It was just, yep. it, was, it was a lot of things that I felt like there was deceitful. Right. So, you yeah. know, I'm, you know, I, I, this is what I do, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. so I have, this has to be a teaching moment for somebody. I don't know who's yeah. watching this or listening to this. Stop giving men the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Shanice had so many gut feelings. And for women, we feel like we need to have proof or we're just crazy. That right. would happen. Oh, he's going to think I'm crazy. I don't want to ask the question. We get scared, embarrassed to ask the questions that we need to be asking because, oh, I don't want him to think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. If you are looking to do life with somebody, you need to ask all the questions all down the questions. to what's your blood type. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all the questions. And so all of these red flags. Uh, and there is no judgment here. Uh, Shanice knows my story. Um, so this, but this is why we do this. And I'm glad that you're getting those messages from God. Cause that's the same messages that I got. You need to share and mm-hmm. your greatest shame will be the things that heals others. That story will be the things, uh, that the story that heals others uh, the Bible asks us to share our burdens with one another. Um, and that's a quote that I got from, uh, pastor Rick Warren in the book, the purpose driven life, your greatest shame 
is that's the story God wants you to use, especially once you're, you've healed from that, you've overcome that, you've gotten your tools and your lessons. Now it's time to share. So somebody right. 10 steps behind you can be like, oh, I can get through this. Right. So speaking of getting through this, so he mm-hmm. goes to, you finally realize, oh, he ain't never calling me back. Whoop, whoop. Yes. yes. A lot of women sit in the, how could he do this? I need closure. I want to cuss him out. Did you send the dissertation text? <laughs> how could you blah, blah, blah. Or did you just take your dignity and go? Um, I sent the dissertation text. I sent one dissertation text after I realized that he was, and it was bothering me because, okay, so we met that night, but like, we didn't really we just kind of texted every now and again and he was like dming me so kind of the dms but not really he would like dm me and be like hey i want to take you out but you're ignoring me blah 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 so like i was irritated because you begged me for my attention like you begged me to like go out and you know please if you just give me a chance i'll show you that there's men out here like you begged me for that so that was more so i think what bothered me because it's like well, for what why did you do that like what this this makes no sense you know yeah no i i listen my ten thousand dollar boyfriend which is um on the blog it's on the podcast episode so if you hear that and you haven't heard the story Mm -hmm. uh, message me i'll send it to you or whatnot not but i feel the same like i was just sitting here minding my business and then come on with all the lies and whatnot yeah but i had to learn that i had to get over the having to know why why yes and that is like that's what my biggest takeaway in life from that situation was like I don't need to know why I didn't need to know why to forgive him I didn't need to know why to move on I didn't need closure because that situation was closure enough like I just had to yeah go ahead go ahead I had to decide that I was okay and the situation was closed because you know you have to get to a point it's like even if he calls you are you gonna go back like you know what are you gonna are you gonna give him another chance is sorry enough for like humiliation like let's just be honest yeah I I know a lot of people in Atlanta but I was in another city by myself stranded like if I did not know anyone there you know would that would I would I have been as okay with the situation right 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 so I love that and then and then I also had to decide like the next time I date because mm-hmm. I've been celibate and not dating for two years. I went on a man fast. Maybe this year I'll start. We'll see. I do <laughs> need to move first though too. So I'm like, probably not. But she's available. I, uh, I will never allow a man to hold so much weight on me when it has to do with like my feelings. And not to say that, you know, once, obviously once you get to the committed, you guys are engaged to Corey, like Mm-hmm. There is a lot of weight there. And mm-hmm. but one of the things that my mom told me one day, and I've heard Dr. Phil say this to married women whose men have cheated and they don't know whether to get a divorce or not because they're in so much pain. My mm-hmm. mom said, Yo, and listen, my parents have been married for over 40 years. You know my mama and daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Rosalind Robinson said, and she probably mm-hmm. go ahead and be, oh God, I hope she's not watching. She said, if your daddy left me today, yeah, it would hurt, but I'd survive. Right. Right. I, I just, I never want to let a man hold that much weight on me to where mm-hmm. if he leaves me, my oxygen goes away. Right. Never again. I, exactly. I don't need, you know, like, 
when you're in those moments of crying about that guy, you always feel like I'm not going to survive this, but look at you surviving. Right. You're alive, breathing on your own lungs is intact. <laughs> I mean, and I, I mean, we're humans. We have to go through the emotions. Right. Absolutely. So I, you know, I regret calling out of work the next day. You know, I regret those things because like Shanice, this, he wasn't worth it. You know, if you would have, I wouldn't have, but if you would have lost your job because you called out of work that day, would that situation have been worth it? No. Overdue, exactly. But yeah, like, so, you know, you, of course you have to go through the emotions and hindsight is twenty twenty. but I think like just being, like choosing to be okay, even if it hurts, even if you have to cry and be okay, even if you have to, you know, play your sad songs your Adele album and be okay like choosing to be okay and moving forward is what you you just have to do it absolutely yeah yep and I don't want anybody to misunderstand yes feelings are real they're just Mm -hmm. not good managers as Pastor Michael Todd would say feel the feelings let it out journal about it but take the lesson take your dignity and go go. right Um, all right so let's get to Ja'Cory we will end on a happy note yeah to um how you met Ja'Cory, because he did slide into your DMs. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I titled the episode, Do Good Men Actually Slide Into DMs? Yeah. With Shanice's story, the answer would be yes. So how did that happen and how long had it been since this situation? Because you you weren't really dating after that no. happened before Ja'Cory, right? No, and it wasn't a long time. And I was a little bit ashamed of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I was like, I had like made this declaration like to Jesus who laughed at me and I was like Lord your sons are trifling and I'm not about okay. to do it <laughs> get, get, come down like, here and get your sons just right on yeah. sons. and I was like you know I'm gonna live the rest of my 20s I'm gonna just be cool like I'm gonna get my little booty surgery and be a video girl and I'm gonna get like <laughs> stop it <laughs> and my mom she was like Shanice I literally told her that I literally like crying in my you know I literally told her she's like she needs to know and I was like no if it's a game I can be one of those girls that are out here it's all about money and it's a game it can be a game to me too she was like that doesn't even sound right coming out of your mouth and I'm like yeah, you looking okay. back at that Shanice I know you right <laughs> like look at me I'm off of love right. uh, <laughs> so um okay so I had been going on a mutual friends podcast which I didn't know we had a mutual friend because I didn't know him but I had been going on a mutual friends podcast talking about dating because they wanted like a female perspective. And so I was telling them about dude and like, I was supposed to be coming back after this grand weekend and telling them about how magical the weekend was. So I show up to the podcast and it wasn't magical. And I tell the whole story and I was still sad. I was crying and it was dramatic little podcast episode. Oh Yeah. So Ja'Cory was listening to this episode and he had followed me from the first time I was on the podcast on Instagram, but like, I hate to be this person, but you know, you don't check into everybody. It's like, okay, do I know this person? No. Okay. I'm like, keep Girl, going. Do you know how many left on red messages I got? Right. <laughs> I don't be checking for nobody. Yeah. And his profile was private. So I was like, I don't know this person, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So after that episode, he had sent me a dm like he responded to a story he had been responding to my stories but i was ignoring him so he (laughs) it's so bad it's so bad so he he responded and he was like hey i heard you on the podcast today like i just got out of a really bad situation not just but 
I dealt with a really bad situation myself. I just want you to know it's going to be okay. And certain people just don't deserve you. And that was beta male behavior. And like, he was just kind of like, just, you know, shedding a little light. And I was like, thank you, sir. I don't know who you are, but thank you. And he used beta male also, you know, alpha male, beta. Okay, let's yeah, talk. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, well, thank you. You know, cool, you know, whatever, whatever. So he kept responding, you know, to the message and I kept responding. So it was just kind of going back and forth. But mind you, he had a private profile and this little profile picture it was like 10 years old. Right. And you can't even really tell with those pictures. Is it cute or not? That's important at first. You do need to right. have attraction, I believe. So that's important. So yeah, private. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Come on, Ja'Cory. Yeah. I was like, okay. So then like, I like, you know, added him. I'm looking on his little timeline. Ain't no pictures. He had like all these memes. I'm like, and then the pictures were from like 2010. I'm like, come on, bro. So I'm like, I don't even know. Low key could have been getting catfished at this moment. But I'm like, he's cool. Like, you know, we've been DMing. He's cool. So he like slides me his number. He's like, hey, you know, I would like to get to know you sometime. You know, you could text me if you want. And I was like, okay. So I like texted him. And this is when I find out he was in Columbus, Georgia. And my dad's side of the family was from Columbus, Georgia. So I'm like, um, what's your last name? Who are your peoples? Because right. I'm here. <laughs> Because, you know, somehow all Black right. people are related somehow. We're related. Is we first or 19th cousins? Right. <laughs> right. And he was like, no, I'm not from Columbus. Like, I'm just working here right now. And I'm like, Ooh. okay, 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 okay. And he um, eventually asked me, you know, on a date. And I was like, well, I'm not about to come to Columbus to date you. I'm going to be real. And he was like, no, like, I would never ask you to do that. Like, I will come to Birmingham. And I was like, well, you can't stay at my house if you come, you know, little attitude right getting back to the rules because this dude done right. close to me and my heart is, is swollen right now so you oh, cool. right cool. right and he um was like okay like that's fine and so he came and that started um well he came like two times i know we jumped like we kind of he came like two times and i was like okay i really like him and he asked me to be his girlfriend on march 16th and i was like yes I'll be your girlfriend because nobody had asked me to be their girlfriend in like five years I was like crying it was emotional so I was like yes I'll be your girlfriend and um that started six months of long distance relationship and he drove two and a half hours because it's also two and a half hours from here to Columbus Georgia we saw each other at least every weekend there might have been like one or two weekends in those six months that we didn't see each other um I drove there sometimes too um, but mostly he came here and um, okay. so stop here because okay. I want to know what was different about Ja'Cory where you were like okay Ooh. I'm gonna let my guard down a little bit even though my world just got shattered yeah. um, so I'm gonna let my guard down a little bit what was different because the other guy was driving too so yes and, he was yeah so what was different um one consistency so like I, I said a little a little bit earlier, Corey and I have been DMing, texting every day, majority of the day since the day he slid in my DMs. Um, he was very attentive. So like he would um, like read the things I put back then I was doing a lot more of like blog style, like posts. He would like read them and respond. Um, he was very like concerned about me and like my feelings. Go ahead. 
oh, I thought you were saying something, but yeah. No, like, no. <laughs> and my feelings <laughs> and like, was like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Right. Anyway, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And um, he was just very kind. Like, I've never, I shouldn't say I've never met such a kind person, but he's like very kind and just like very caring and just like are you okay like how are you feeling like I know this has been a few weeks but are you okay you know and he was just it was just it was something about him was a little different and yeah would you say that it felt peaceful with Ja'Cory oh my gosh so peaceful like when I say so like to this day like I have peace around him like I can go to work and it can be chaotic and crazy and I can come home and see Ja'Cory and it's just peaceful like it was so peaceful like even in those long distance moments like when we're just like FaceTiming and it was just calming and like I would call him on my lunch and he would want to talk to me all the time and you know a lot of people are like well how can you do a long distance relationship and it's like you know I don't have problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. If if, if it works, if the person, if two people are putting in enough effort, it will work. And he just never stopped putting in, never stopped putting in effort, never, not once. Equal effort. I love that. I, I, you know, and I love that you said that he was into your blog and what you had to say and he will respond to that. And one of the things, one of the first ways I met Ja'Cory, because you did have a rule around him and you never posted about him. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how I knew you was in a relationship. Maybe Jackie told me or something, but <laughs> I, cause I didn't, nobody knew, right? Like you, you really yeah. kept that secret and maybe there was a reason why and you can say that, but I do like that he was into it. So one of the ways that I started hearing and seeing Ja'Cory, well, just really just hearing is because of all your videos on YouTube. Yes. And especially the one where he voiced, <laughs> <laughs> he voiced one of your videos when you was doing makeup. I was dead. I said, you know what? I like him. I, because for him to want to do that and really, not that he's going to be a YouTuber into makeup or anything. He doesn't have to be that. But the fact that he supported you mm. in any area, um, I feel like I hear that from a lot of my friends. Well, I don't have a lot of friends who are married, but my friend Day, we'll just talk about her. She was on my podcast two two weeks ago and she said the same thing. Like it just felt so much peace with Brian. So that's why I asked you that. So much peace. And like he believed him. So I had been saying for years, like that I want to start a YouTube channel for years. And like that year for Christmas, he bought my lights. He bought, he um, upgraded my MacBook, like the RAM and everything. So it was like big enough. He bought me like a keyboard, a mouse for like editing. He like, he bought me all the stuff that was like and he was like now you can start your youtube channel like you've been talking about it and i know you want to do it so, so do it here you go and it's like i felt like i don't know I, he just always has made me feel yeah i mean like blush or whatever but he just always made me feel so special like yeah. that he cared about me and like what i was into and not like about how you look how you dress what you do you know i care about you and who you are as a woman right so yeah so and he was on board with the celibacy because i know you were waiting for that okay so i don't know how much time he was on board with celibacy shanice shanice was the instigator and i'll just leave it at that but he was not the instigator shanice was the instigator and ladies love will distract you from your goals yeah so and that's okay. You're not going to hell. Ain't nothing wrong with you. Yeah. 
Okay, so, um, and what, one of the other things um, I wanted to ask is, do you feel like you settled with Ja'Cory? No, like in no way. And it's crazy. Ja'Cory made me realize how much I settled in the past. Yeah. Like how much I settled in the past. Like, I don't, I don't know how else to say it, but the right person will realize, make you realize how much you settle. Like we don't argue, we don't fuss. He lets me live my life. Like he lives his life and we, you know, he'll text. I'm not like when I'm out with my friends, I'm not like, oh my God, I need to text Shakori and let him know that I'm okay. You know, just little things that I think women take for granted a lot, like their freedom, (laughs) like to be a woman and do have your own life outside of a relationship. he like so freely grants that you know he cares I remember like he would um like if I was going out he would come over to my house before I got back to my house like when I was going out and he would like come downstairs and walk me up you know just different little things like his he just he just cared he's just yeah that baby wanted a wife I love you wife I love you too Dory I can't wait to meet you like you got a brother okay (laughs) a cousin no okay um uh so I was the reason why I asked that is because Mm -hmm. one of the things that I teach and I, I tell this to my clients all the time because as you know I help women discover their worth Mm-hmm. so that they can stop tying their worth and identity to men mm-hmm. and stop being a man pleaser. Mm-hmm. And once you know who you are, mm-hmm. then you will know what you want. And mm-hmm. then I want you to have the audacity to believe that you can get it. Yes. And the patience to wait for it. Yes. Because what happens is, as we talked about earlier, we let society tell us, you ain't never going to find a man who does this. You ain't never going to be able to do this. You ain't never, 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 never. When that is not true. At all. People only unfortunately especially if they don't know um, the psychology of being a human people Mm -hmm. only speak from their experiences and most people Mm -hmm. only have experienced the four blocks of their neighborhood so they can only tell you so the reason why they say you'll never find this is because they never found or they never found it or their Mm -hmm. auntie or their whatever so they settled but when I tell you talking to you my friend day my friend faith my friend um, Atlanta and Joy, who've been together since high school, uh, Linnea and Jerry, you know, our cousins, they say mm-hmm. the same thing. We don't fight. Like, it's so easy. And Jerry mm-hmm. and Linnea have been together for over 18 years. Like, is there um, hardship sometimes? You know, for biggest example, COVID, like, this is a weird time right now for anybody. Um, mm-hmm. but, but the hardships comes from job loss, somebody dying, um, you keep in your individuality in the relationship, but it's, it shouldn't be me and Ja'Cory are having a problem between mm-hmm. us. It's the outside world um, that brings, you know, life, like life happens, but that right. arguing and dysfunction. And I always go back to Cardi B saying in reference to her and Offset. And again, i say this over and over. I don't know these people. I just know what mm-hmm. she tweeted. She mm-hmm. said, y'all need to stay out of our marriage because he had cheated on her for the umpteen time. Y'all need to stay out of our marriage. We're just young and dumb, got married young, and we have a dysfunctional relationship like the rest of y'all. Why is that the bar? That's not the bar. You think that's normal. You think that's normal. You think that's normal. So you stay in relationships like that. It's not. And even if, because I'll be, again, I keep saying this very transparent and saying that um, there was a point in our relationship where I did something that I should not have, um, not anything physical, whatever, whatever. 
but I did something that I should not have. And even in that moment where Jacory was livid, <laughs> this man had moved and found another job in a whole nother state for me. <laughs> so he was livid, but even those moments, he never disrespected me. He never raised his voice at me. He was, he never projected anger towards me. He of course expressed his disappointment and that he was hurt and he didn't want to go through this again. And I was hurt because I, you know, hurt him. And so naive, you know, naive and just feeling like I could just do, you know, all these things, you know, um, but even in those moments, I think even God whispered to me, like, you know, I'll give you the grace to, to walk this walk with this person who is for you and just to see him being so calm and like, you, you know, when you're talking like, and he's asking me questions and like, you know, as a girl, you just want to be like, I don't know. Like, and he's like, well, you know, why did you do this? I'm like, he's like, and I'm like, okay, you know, him even holding me accountable, you know? Right, right. right. So it, it, I think that whoever God has for you in any area of life, good, bad, in between, not that things have to be bad. I always say good and better, but that person should always respect you. You should always still feel the same love, you know, no matter what's going on. Um, yeah. So I just feel like really and truly blessed. I don't know. I feel like I never would have imagined like it would be Ja'Cory. <laughs> <laughs> like I never I never like this whole thing is like yeah I'm still I still have moments like I just be like wow like you are engaged wow like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. crazy I love that I love it for you I love it on you you're wearing it well <laughs> I feel it all the way here in Washington state um so I, I'll let you finish out the story of you and Ja'Cory because okay. I know you got to the sixth month and then I have uh, one more question Mm -hmm. And we will end this. I, I know we went over time, but I really appreciate you because this is, it's such a beautiful story. And I believe there, there are so many tangible tips yeah. that my listeners, my viewers will take away from this. Um, so thank you so much for, oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh, I see Jackie too. <laughs> hey cousin. Um, so yeah. So let's finish the story of you and Ja'Cory. Yeah. Well, we'll not finish it. Cause it's just, I mean, I feel like it's just starting, but how we got to that rock being on your yeah. finger. Okay. Yes. So six months, he moved here, um, found a job here in, in Birmingham, Alabama, got in a condo here. Um, and that was scary. Cause I'm like, you know, it's, it's like, okay, he's moving here. Yeah. 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 Like that's like some straight up intentionality. I'm telling you, that baby wanted a wife. He wanted yes. a wife. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, can I like live up to these? But you can anyway. So then um, we continued dating um, a year after, no, about, Okay, we said we were gonna start premarital counseling. So he moved here in that October. That January, we said we were gonna start premarital counseling. He doesn't remember that we had this conversation, but we had the conversation. And January came and I was like, okay, so are we gonna be, what are we doing? Like, we need to go get the CD because at my church, like you have to listen to the CD, the series of, of sermons first before you can schedule your premarital counseling. And this was January, 2020? Dang. yeah, was this January 2020? Right, because I'm like, we're in 2021 now. And it's January 2020. Right, yeah. 
And so he was like, um, chocolate drop. He called him chocolate drop. He's like, chocolate drop. I don't really remember it. And I'm like, you don't remember. So I'm just like <laughs> in these conversations with myself. And he was like, I'm not saying that we can't. He's like, I just don't remember. And I was like, no, you know what? We'll just do it later. Cause you don't, when you remember. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So did you feel like he didn't want to get married then at this point? Yeah, I felt like. He didn't remember. Because it was scary to me to be asking, like, to be putting out the expectation, like, I want to go to premarital counseling before I get engaged. So that was scary to me to be like, that's vulnerable. That's very vulnerable to tell the person that you want to go to premarital. Like, to me, I just felt like very, like, being engaged, all of that. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I felt a little bit rejected. I don't know. (laughs) A little bit, like. But he was like, no, I just don't remember. He was honestly just saying that he didn't remember us having the conversation, but we had anyway so um so then we started we ended up starting premarital counseling maybe in may may june maybe june 1st yeah june 1st and we did like about eight or nine sessions and it was great and this whole time i'm like i grew up in because he did well i don't want to say he didn't grow up in the church church wasn't a huge thing in his life like it is an hour like our lives you know just I'm a pew baby okay my mom's a preacher yeah. right like, <laughs> so and I was like so pompous I'll be honest like I'm like well you know he's supposed to be the head like he needs to be reading the word you know day and night like all of these different things like and I'm thinking we're gonna go to like premarital counseling and the you know, Minister Joe, who's like our ride or die, I'm thinking he's going to be like, Jacory, you need to step it up. But like, no, he was like, Shanice, like, do not let re- religiousness tear yeah. you apart from this man that's made for you. Like, this is a man of God. This is a man that prays for you. Like, and so at the end, when we're getting all these, like, he's like, I have, you know, my recommendations. They do not ever tell you, like, you should or shouldn't get married. But I'm sitting there like, okay, recommendations for him. Go ahead. And he was like, Shanice. And I was like, whoa. So this like journey has been humbling. It's been humbling and it's allowed me to see like I'm not perfect. And just because I grew up in church don't mean nothing. Like And women, know. we have that heart. We think we are so perfect. Like we're God's yeah. gift to men. Cause yeah, Adam, he made Eve out of Adam and gifted uh, like yeah. oh yeah, we have this. Yes, girl. Uh-huh. Yes. So uh, that was great. And I think that premarital counseling opened my eyes. Um, my fiance has been married before, just so everybody knows. It opened my eyes to a lot of different things. And I think it opened our eyes to us and how we see each other and how we think and how we're going to do finances and how we're going to raise children and all those questions that I feel like if you wait till after you get engaged to address, it might be a little too late. Not too late, but it might be. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I hope every, I, I just want everybody to see the the thread through every conversation I'm having with everybody because Pastor Marlando said the same thing. You need to be having these conversations before you mm-hmm. even get engaged. Mm-hmm. Financial, sexuality, like mm-hmm. how do you think about that? Because I need to make sure we on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I just wanted to put a pin in you saying, don't let the religion aspect yeah. turn you away, right? Like, well, he ain't yeah. read the Bible enough. I had to learn that, um, well, I had to, there's a few things around faith and religion I had to learn. And one mm-hmm. of them was just because they say they believe in God, don't mm-hmm. mean they, they, mm-hmm. they it <laughs> don't mean you a good right. person secondly 
I may, my relationship with God is going to look different than yours. In here, yes. However, I just need to make sure we do have the same values and foundation. Yes. Right. So I, 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 I love that you brought that up because yes. we, again, this, this purity culture that we talked about, just religion, religion gets in the way of so much and it shouldn't. So I love that your pastor teaches that. Yeah. He, I mean, he got me together because, you know, and like, I'm a journaler, I'm turning my worship music for like three hours and, you know, just oh, like, he, that's not, it's not gonna be everybody everybody's not like that you know so, i just need to know that you have that relationship yes and ain't gonna be yes. oh jesus like he just not yeah exactly so um that was great premarital counseling was great highly recommend highly recommend doing it before you get engaged so that way you can be even more sure in your decision so we finished premarital counseling girl and like the end of july so, you know, now I'm like ordering all the outfits because <laughs> you know it's coming. Yes, at any time it can come. And I'm like, every time we go out to dinner, I'm like, oh, okay, another new dress, you know, full beat, lash, like doing all this stuff. And every time it would be like, no. And I remember the Saturday before he proposed me on a Monday. The Saturday before, he was like, babe, let's go to Brick Tops, which is like this really nice restaurant. And I was like, oh my God, it's the time. I'm like, okay, yeah. Is it today? Sure. I can just see you, Miss Bougie. I just see, I just see it. I just see it. Yes. And like, we go to Brick Tops. And like, I was, I'm always overdressed, but I was like really overdressed. Then. And um, girl, we eat. And I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. And like the chef comes around. He's like, do you guys want some dessert? And I'm like, yes. Cause, you know i'm thinking it's like a will you marry me little piece of cake or whatever i don't even like cake and uh <laughs> so like the cake comes out and there's no like will you marry me no candle no sparkler no nothing so i'm like okay i don't even think i ate all the cake i think i just had like a piece of it and i was like okay i'm ready to go so i'm like dang like what's it gonna happen but it's okay, you know, whatever, like, Lord, whenever your timing is, and Ja'Cory had, like, made it clear he was not going to do it whenever I was expecting it. He made that clear. He's like, you're not going to be expecting it when it happens. And I'm glad he did that. You deserve that. <laughs> you deserve so, that. It was uh, a Monday morning, and he, like, asked me, like, before I was, I was on my way to work, and he was like, hey, are you going to come by my apartment at lunch? And I'm like, yeah, because it's, like, this place was like 15 minutes from my job. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I'm like, not thinking anything of it. Girl, you know, it was one of them days you just do something to look okay at work and you just go. I don't even think I curled my hair that day. I just was like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. So I go to work. I go to lunch. I'm like, hey, baby, I'm on my way. He was like, okay. Oh, he's like breathing hard, like doing stuff. I'm like, okay. He's like, you want some Zaxby's? I was like, yeah, I want Zaxby's. Word. For a lunch. Oh, the Zach means too. I hate you. <laughs> I hate. Let me tear. Anyway, <laughs> so um, oh, Auntie Latanya dropped a gem. Sorry. Yes, I agree. Like, and I know the type of breast. Before you said, I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it. So uh, Auntie Latanya says, when counseling is after engagement, oftentimes there is too much attention on the event rather than the covenant life ahead. I agree and I like um I love weddings so like I knew the type of bride to be I was gonna be and I didn't want to be 
doing counseling as a formality. Like I wanted to be doing it to get something out of it. So I 100% agree. I'm sorry, that was a little sidetracked, but. No, that, like I said, it tracks with, yeah. you know, what yeah. my pastor said last week, like it, it tracks. And honestly, I never thought of it that way. Uh -huh. So and that's beautiful. So trust me in my little journals that I'll be writing it down about how I want it to go. <laughs> that's why I'll be writing down these little gems. Like yes. if it ain't like if it ain't like Shanice and Jacoy. <laughs> no. Okay, so he was like, Zach's views. I'm like, yeah. So like I get to his apartment. Mind you, I only had an hour for lunch. Apartment was 15 minutes away. I get there, his car's not there. I call him like, hey babe, I'm here. You're not here. He was like, I know I'm on my way. I'm sorry, the line was just so long at Zaxby's. I was like, it's it's fine, babe. Like, don't worry about it. I'm just gonna be in my car because like it was a long day. I'm like, I'm gonna be down here. He's like, okay. So I like climb the chair in the car. I'm like laid out in the car, and then he like pulls up. And I'm like, okay. So then he like comes and he like comes and he puts the food in the car. He's like, all right, I'll be right back. So I'm thinking like, dang, it must have been a lot of food. Like maybe he got some more food in the car. Like, I don't know what he's doing. So he goes back and he like brings a big pink bouquet of roses. And I was like, oh my God, babe, thank you. <laughs> Flowers. Yes, I'm like completely car girl. I'm like, wow. Like I'm still not connecting any dots. Cause mind you, it's a Monday at lunch and we're eating Zaxby's and I was cotton. So I'm like, okay, thank you. And he's like, yeah, do you love him? I'm like, I love these. Thank you. Like, oh my God. And then, so we're like, eating I had like dipped the Zaxby finger in the Zax sauce. And I'm like taking a bite out of it. And he was like, you like the flowers? Like, yeah. And I was like, was it just because? And he was like, yeah. And then he's like, also, I just, you know, kind of wanted to know if you would be my wife. And I was like, are you serious? Like right now? <laughs> Like he's like, yeah, I'm serious. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like I'm like crying. I get out. He like gets down on his knee. He says all stuff. And I was like, oh my god, yes. And then I, like, I didn't even look at the ring because I was like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Because it's about him. It was about yes. You. Like I didn't even care. Like I was just like crying. Like some lady was like walking her dog. Mind you, we're in his parking lot. Like we're not upstairs. <laughs> it was like ladies like walking her dog, and she was like. And I'm like, oh, I, don't, I, was, I was going on. Yes, right. <laughs> and I was like, wait, do I have to go back to work after this? Like, right, right. So that was great. And yeah, so now we're just like a hundred and now you guys get to focus on the planning. I mean, this I have my invitation right here. Let me tell you how Shanice again, your bougie homegirl. Let me let me tell you something. I was like, is this like it's it was just so pretty to like open and everything. Um, and it's so you, like, it, 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 this is Shanice all the way there. I love it. So um, I have saved the date. I'm excited. Um, all right. So let's, this is my last question. Okay. Last question. The girl you were, mm -hmm. who used to cry about, like, is he ever coming? Is he mm -hmm. ever coming? Mm -hmm. She's listening right now. She's watching right now on Facebook. What would you tell her? What would you tell her? I would tell her that it's okay. <laughs> it is okay. Like everything is okay. Um, there's no need to rush. I would tell her that who you are and who you're becoming is about so much more than being a wife one day. It's about so much more than a relationship um 
and I would tell her to that everything you think you deserve, you do, you do deserve it. Everything that you dream of that you want, you, you deserve it. Don't lower your standards. There's no such thing as having too high of standards. And I would tell her that it'll all be worth it in the end. <laughs> it is worth the wait. The tears you cry are watering the ground soil. I don't know, whatever they say. I will catch every tear. Okay. Yes. yes. Let it out. All right, Miss Shanice. I enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry that was so long. Oh my God. No, 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 no. You know what? The, the reason why some things go longer than planned is because the conversation is that good um, yeah. and it's needed. And I just felt so many gems coming from you that I hope, you know, I always tell my, my listeners on my podcast, especially like, uh, come to the podcast with pen and paper or your <laughs> because you need to be writing this down as um, Pastor Jerry Flowers says, I watch him on YouTube. He says, listen, when you want to be a lawyer, you know where to go, right? You go to school, you, you know that. But where do you go if you want to be in love? Who teaches you that? Right. Better get to studying, figure right. that out, you know? And so that, that is why I feel in my heart, a lot of us are struggling with our singleness and a lot of us are getting a divorce because over 50%, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, people who get married, over 50% are getting a divorce. And this mm -hmm. is why because we don't know, we don't know how to, have, we don't know. <laughs> we just yeah. out here flapping in the wind. It, yeah. yeah, thinking, well, I'm supposed to be dating because that's just what people do. But there is a formula to having a healthy relationship, exactly. a relationship that you want. It is out there. Um, and so you have to study these things and that's what Single You Academy is for the women who choose to take that journey. And I'm not saying I'm the only vessel to teach you that. I just know that there are a certain amount of women out there that God is like Rika. Right. So go butt down and teach. Um, right. And so, and, and, and that has been beautiful. And the trans transformation, not only in myself and the women that I'm coaching is this, it's you. It's, it's exactly um, where they're at, where that guy ghosted them. And they're like, I don't know what to do with my life. This sucks. Like I'm, I'm, I'm about to go get a big booty in Atlanta and do like that, but I don't want them to be there. I want your heart yeah. to be healed and open for whatever God has for you. But the, even with that said, if I never got married, if I died single with my two dogs, <laughs> right. I, I, I'm still blessed. It was still a life and I lived it well. And yeah. that's what I want women to know, not, not to be just waiting for that to happen. And so. I say, enjoy your single season. It's, it's truly something to enjoy. I put on the questionnaire, like I kind of miss it, not because I regret being with Jacory, but because like it was truly a time in my life where it was literally all about me and figuring out me, what I like, what I don't like, why do I feel these things? What makes me feel this way? What happened to me in my childhood? That's okay. You know, different things, accomplishing goals, you know, all these different things that you get to do like while you're single. And now I have to think about him all the time. You know, how is he going to feel? How is he going to respond? Not that that takes away from me. But after you, you know, commit to someone, it becomes about two people instead of one. Right. So, you're going to make that commitment, you know, yeah. before God. So now it becomes a balancing act on how yes. to stay individual, mm -hmm. but also be a good partner for your husband. And right. you have to decide. Not everybody's supposed to be married. Like, it's just right. not for everybody. And yeah. that's okay, too, you know. So, all right. Well, I, um, it, we do this every Wednesday here on my, my Facebook page at six o'clock mm -hmm. Seattle time. So that's. Pacific Standard. 
Um, and next week we'll be with my friend Riggs who was married before and he swore off marriage and then he met his now wife and they have a great relationship as well. So I'm, I'm, I can't wait for his story. So every Wednesday here on Facebook Live, this is when the videos happen. And then of course I put them on my podcast, Single You, the podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and more. I'm legit, hey. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, uh, I love it. So follow Shanice on Instagram and um, YouTube as XOXO Shanice, yes. your bougie homegirl. I really appreciate you having this conversation with me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I don't know if it was, you know, whatever, but thank you. It was perfect. Thank it you. was perfect. <laughs>rather than later. <laughs> I know you raised me. Yes, I know you raised your hand because you're my ideal client. I know you. This is what my platform is all about, giving you tips to dodge these dysfunctional, not emotionally intelligent men, right? So I've broken it down. Introducing my four-step formula that will keep you out of a dysfunctional relationship. It is a free live masterclass for the ambitious millennial single woman. It is coming up. The doors open on February 2nd, but I wanted to roll it out to you right now so you can just be aware to pay attention so you can sign up soon. In this masterclass, you're going to learn three things, probably more, but here's my three bullet points. I am going to help you here and learn my three tips to help you spot a liar. Because when it comes to men and dating, aren't you sick of wasting your time? I know you said yes. You'll also learn the four steps that I use and teach my clients that keep us out of a dysfunctional relationship. Let me ask you this. Do you sometimes feel like, man, you know what? I have it together in my career, my finances, and I can take care of myself. But somehow I keep getting into dysfunctional relationships. Do you think that to yourself sometimes? Because I know I used to. And wouldn't you like to stop dating men like that? Men you always have to pay for. We're going to discuss that on this free live masterclass as well. And lastly, you're going to hear real life examples of women who have discovered their worth thanks to my four-step formula. Okay, let me ask you another question because you know I like questions. Who had a conversation with you about what makes a healthy versus unhealthy relationship? I'm willing to bet no one. Not in detail. Do you want to learn the difference? So listen, I know you. You are a good woman. I know that. You're the type of woman who gives your all to a man. You're always trying to satisfy your man and go the extra mile. Yep. However, you believing in his potential and trying to stick it out with him is why you've been burnt so many times. Remember earlier I was talking about Kelly and Andrew? Look at their relationship. That's what you've been in. So many times you've been burnt, but now you've hit the wall and you've been wanting to work on yourself. You just don't know where to start. Start with me, with my four-step formula that will keep you out of a dysfunctional relationship free live masterclass. Signups are starting February 2nd. If you want to be on the wait list, go ahead and send me a DM. All I need is your email. I'll put it in. So my Instagram, of course, it'll be in the show notes, but it's just me, Rika, and that's R-E-K-A. Now, this masterclass is a must attend if you're tired of settling. You don't know if it's you or the men you date. 
You're used to toxic relationships and you accept it all too often because you don't know how to set boundaries for yourself. I got you in this masterclass. I got you if you got you. Here is another reason why you must attend if you haven't found anyone that can relate to the things you've been experiencing in your life while dating as a single woman. And how about this? You want to figure out who you are, discover your worth, and be a happy, independent woman who loves herself. I got you in my free live masterclass. It's my four-step formula that will keep you out of a dysfunctional relationship. Again, signups are starting on February 2nd, but if you want to be on the wait list, go ahead and send me a DM right now on Instagram, and I'll also put my email in the show notes just in case you don't Instagram. I got you. Thanks for listening.